Hello, my name's David, and uh, this is a, a new series of podcasts. Um, this is uh, particularly dedicated to uh, a cause which is very dear to my heart and to many of my friends um, around the world now. As I started this, um, probably just a, a, about ten, ten and a half years ago, um, although my journey began back in uh, two thousand and six. Um, so, the cause I have is um, uh, that we have, should I say, is uh, post-concussion syndrome awareness worldwide, and it started out here in the UK, or here in Yorkshire, um, back at a time when. Uh, I think there was nothing on the internet, really. There was maybe one or two forum boards um, in the uh, the USA uh, that dealt with general brain injury, but there was nothing about mild traumatic brain injury, nothing about post-concussion syndrome or, or the, the kind of issues that, that you faced, uh, as opposed to kind of more serious uh, ABI, actual brain injury, or traumatic or severely traumatic brain injuries. And as we'll get into later uh, in these podcasts, um, there's a very marked difference between uh, each of those. Although what's happened down the years, uh, due to actually uh, um, uh, Mr. Bill Clinton and his uh, Clinton administration, is that there's been a, a, a great muddying of the waters um, over uh, in the States and Canada and other places uh, where they, they somehow diluted everything down to uh, to being just traumatic brain injury. Uh, but as we'll see later on, and as I will explain very clearly, uh, the, these are very separate things uh, and very different and, and should actually be treated differently. So anyway, um, the main point of this is, of course, for all of you, all of you that follow uh, the groups on Facebook and um uh, also, the, the blog, the WordPress blog for post concussion syndrome awareness uh, uh, dot uh, co uk at wordpress dot com, um, it, it, which hasn't been updated in a while. I must admit that's my fault. Um, but the cause there is also um, in addition. There are other groups, uh, the, the group for teenagers and for caregivers and parents, and also uh, the cause which we started. Um, to uh, annually take note and take mark of the fact that the like 24th of June uh, is Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Day. And all of this leads us to um, the next chapter. Uh, and in future there will be uh, videos posted by me on YouTube. And um, as I promised a while back but, but never got to do, I will be um, posting uh, your videos as well. So get thinking now, all of you uh, in the groups and anybody you know or anybody that you're in contact with, because there will be people that I don't know about and, and the other admins and people don't know about. Have a good think about who uh, is posting out there on YouTube at the moment or posting on Facebook. I know there's some wonderful people out there at the moment that that post uh, their live streams and videos like Marty in the main group and, and Laurie and others. And it's just fantastic to see it's so uh heartening and so um wonderful to see that and uh yeah i think i've been a little bit remiss i, I could have done more uh, um you know to 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 join in with that although um kind of as we know 
life bats us around in different ways and um you know but i'm here now and uh what we're going to do is uh, first of all i'm going to give you a brief introduction into how uh, the post concussion syndrome awareness worldwide uh, course started uh, what motivated it and also uh just talk a little bit about the people that that uh, join me along the way on the journey on the pathway there um, who've, who've just been um, truly truly amazing um, people like Gina Hubert Alison Fraser uh, Scarlett McNeely and uh, uh, Scott and, and all the others it's just you know if I don't mention them all at once no I'm just <laughs> I think well you know each one of them and Teresa as well uh, Alison uh Pins and Williams, and yeah, they, they just and and all the other people that have helped, all the regular contributors. So yeah, right here we go. What started this? Well, going back to August two thousand and six, um, I I'd been forced to take um, a different job, and I'd uh, I think I'd been in the role for about oh no more than three or four months, and. Uh, it, it meant a long commute every day, and um, I, I did take a pay cut because I'd had um, some surgery, major surgery on my legs. I had, um, at age 31, I had um, like varicose veins up and down my legs, and it was, it was horrendous. So I was in a lot of pain every day, and I couldn't stand up. After 15 years of working in retail and, and being stood on like concrete and wooden, hard wooden floors, uh, it, it just finally got to like this thrombosis state got to my legs and uh, I ended up going for the operation and um, following that operation, uh, the people that I worked for didn't kind of uh, treat me very well so I ended up leaving and then I was working in the financial sector and this is where it takes us to. So I'd been there two or three months and it wasn't going particularly well, although I was performing well. Um, but people there, I don't know, I have a habit, I think, of, of not fitting in with people who are very straight-laced, people who are very uh, kind of, um, how, should I, how should I say this politely, um, <laughs> bullshitters. Um, so after, after uh, by August time of 2006, um, I, I, w I was kind of like, you know, thinking and rethinking again, you know, what am I doing? Uh, and then one day in August, um, I uh, was unfortunate enough to be uh, just uh, where I lived. I, I was going down... Uh, where I live, the city I live in, uh, should I say, Bradford, is, is full of valleys and hills and, and just like really, really savage hills. And uh, I was going down this hill one uh, one night um, to the, get some groceries, got a shop, and um, tra walking down the steep hill, um, I missed a pothole in the pavement, or there was moss on the pavement, it was wet, it was, it was slippy, and I just went down and... and bang, lashed the back of my head, occipital, right smack on the tarmac on the pavement, uh, I think I was out for maybe a minute or two, I don't, I don't really recall, uh, and then um, as it got back up, uh, lost my balance and then fell again and, and then hit my head again, so within the space of a few minutes, I not only had one, but two uh, mild traumatic brain injuries, and uh, 
as I then um, <laughs> went into full-on survival mode, crawled back up the hill uh, without any groceries, obviously, as I even, didn't even get there, and went, went back home and, uh, you know, kind of like got in the house and, and uh, you know, kind of like uh, realised I'd ripped my jeans, I'd ripped my shirt and jumper, like blood on my arms and my elbows and the back of my head, and I was like, oh, right, okay, you know, um, I don't, don't know what to do. Now, I was living on my own at the time, so just like, well, uh, okay, you know, take the bloody clothes off and, and you know, get a, get a bath and put something on the cuts and so on. Uh, and then kind of like, you know, went to bed. Um, and at that time, I was like, well, I don't think it's serious enough or, or any, anything near bad enough to have to go to hospital. Um, and then within a few days, um, the storm... Ooh, what do I call it? Like a maelstrom of symptoms. Uh, the, the kind that you all know about just hit me. And it was like, bang. Um, I think the first things were like anxiety and depression. Raging, raging kind of oof, pain and just feeling like I'd, I'd been like picked up and dropped on another planet. And so from there on, uh, I think like another 13 months later, I had another maltraumatic brain injury. And then since I had a few more. Um, but following that, uh, I went back to work and uh, the people I worked with, well, I, um, I told them what had happened. And I said, look, you know, you, you know, my doctor says I, I need to be careful and so on. And he, my doctor even wrote me a letter. With a diagnosis, I was very lucky to have a GP, and he said, "Well, this man's got post-concussion syndrome. You need to take this into account with his work. You know, be careful." I took this into my bosses, and uh, they just ignored it. And um, as a result, I was singled out, basically. Even though I was still performing at my job to a point, um, I was singled out for basically for expulsion. Uh, it was that kind of place. And, uh, yeah, then within, I think, maybe about three or four months, um, I was demoted, take a pay cut, and then from doing a highly technical, uh, detailed, uh, skilled kind of job in the financial sector, I was taking upstairs and putting in the mailroom and uh, making people's tea and coffee and things. So following that, um, they waited till I think, my next birthday, the following June, uh, let me work several months. And on my birthday, they suspended me without reason. And, um, you know, kind of after that, following that, I gave up within a month or so. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I, I quit. Um, they still owed me uh, uh, two, two and a half months wages, which uh, then they refused to pay. So, yeah, one thing leads to another. And as you know, it dominoes. And I lost, I had to sell, lost my house. And, uh, Ended up uh, kind of in a way, in a state. Following that, there were uh, kind of two, two or three, two or three years following that, uh, which were very difficult uh, in some ways. And what led me to start the groups was that, well, I'd met people on on the the course of that journey. When you 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 kind of go down to that level in society which I'm afraid I have to say it is, is a level where people, frankly, uh, especially in England, uh, don't give a shit about you. They don't care about you whatsoever. Um, 
and you'll have to excuse my language. This is just where uh, the way I've been brought up. We, you know, I'm here in Yorkshire. This is you know where we speak here. Uh, yeah, people don't give a, a damn about you, and um, you know, un- unless you can offer them something, something financial or whatever. And the health service here doesn't care either. They just want to give you drugs. So yeah, I got to two thousand and nine, and then I, I was. You tend to be drawn to other like minded people or people in a similar situation and I found that eventually when I did get housed uh, after being homeless a couple of times it was the winter of 2009 which was the worst winter we'd had in this country for uh, for 20 odd years and um, when I got housed I I met some people who had various different problems uh, health-wise chronically chronic health problems, um, all sorts. And um, uh, some of them became, you know, one or two of them became friends and, 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 you know, people I still speak to now and and still am in touch with now. I think of them as as, as a type of family, really. Uh, You know, the, the, the types of people that then I'd had, you know, probably far, far, far worse luck than me and far, far worse issues than me. Um, but we found a sense of community because of that. Uh, and two of them in that space in 2009 um, uh, ended up um, dying because of uh, prescription drugs, because of things that they were given that they shouldn't have had. Um, two friends, I won't name the names, but uh, the first one, the first gentleman, um, had just been given so much he'd lost hope in life and he um, one day uh, jumped from the top of a multi-story car park and uh, ended his life and and he was really ravaged by what the health system had done to him his body was emaciated he was just literally and um, right at the end it, it turned to uh, kind of opiates and things as well and uh, you know street drugs and and he just got himself in such a mess um it was so sad and the other friend um actually died right in front of me um he he, he used to live next door to me and he'd come round in the evening we'd sit and talk um we'd you know we'd chat with hours we'd watch tv you know, we'd watch a film or we'd listen to music you know we'd, we'd um, you know, got him really well. And this one evening he'd, he'd come round and uh, it seemed very laboured and he was complaining a lot of pain uh, in, in his arms and stuff and his body. And um, I'd made him something to eat, you know, he had some ice cream and he actually fell asleep on the sofa. And, um, you know, pretty soon I realised that, you know, he was, uh, he was gone. And I tried to resuscitate him and, and that was that. So I think the the key factor was realizing that well yeah, um, and and obviously the coroners and the police and the courts and everything just covered up both the deaths as like oh you know well it's, it's just something that happened, and there was no mention of any of the like the uh, like ten or twelve different prescription drugs that were on or the the neglect that had been shown to them. It was just a simple case of well oh you know it's just misadventure. So um, that was like the final 
thing that, that tipped me into doing this. And then uh, I looked on the internet as I got online and looked around and there was nothing. And I'd been on Facebook since 2005. And uh, then I started looking at Facebook. There was nothing at all on Facebook. So, and that's when it began. It just began as, I'll do this and I'll invite my f- friends on Facebook. I'll sh- invite my family and just, you know, kind of, because at the time I was still trying to uh, explain it to everybody, explain it to people. And also uh, I was trying to um, make sense of it myself. Having no kind of previous medical training or anything like that or uh, knowledge of this, I, I was still trying to, um, you know, do what I needed to do uh, to find out about this uh, condition. Um, but like within months and then the subsequent years, I found that, well, actually, um, th- there weren't that many people around, there weren't that many experts at that time that knew about post concussion syndrome or about mild traumatic brain injury. Um, but as I put out my feelers and started uh, proliferating the whole thing, uh, I soon found out uh, about different scientists, different neurologists like Michael Leddy, uh, uh, sorry, um, Michael McCree and, and uh, Leddy and others, that uh, and the Buffalo Research Institute that had done you know some some great groundwork and, and very detailed, very technical, uh, and so I, I I did this from my living room. And every day I would, I would check in and, and kind of invite more people and people would find it and join. And, uh, you know, within a year or two or three, it started to grow and grow and grow. And, and then um, obviously people from abroad, people from different countries came on board as well. Uh, Gina from New Zealand, who's, who's been just an absolute stalwart, an absolute uh, diamond, <laughs> and uh, Scarlett and Alison, Alison and uh, all of the others as well, uh, just everybody that contributed, I think there's too many to name really, uh, and so going forwards from there, th- there were a lot of kind of trials and tribulations, there were a lot of people that tried to kind of troll us and, and disrupt us um, from various places, some of them a little bit sinister. Um, and then, of course, back in those days, 2009, 10, 11, 12, there was just a general aversion to, uh, or kind of like, not ignorance, but kind of lack of knowledge about uh, chronic illness, especially hidden disability, hidden chronic illness. Uh, and so anything you wanted to discuss could, you know, could, could potentially be a problem. You know, for instance, back then, uh, uh, cannabis was still illegal in most uh, American states and Canada and most of the world. And so if a member came online and, and started posting about it, saying they'd used cannabis oil or something uh, in medical ways, that they'd be literally ripped to pieces. Uh, it was like, um, sometimes it could be like a, like a witch hunt or, a, you know, kind of like a public, you know, the ducking still. Um, but luckily we've moved on from that and uh, that's improved over the last kind of three or four years. Now there's a different um, uh, set of issues to contend with which are to do with uh, the pharmaceutical corporations and their views on how, uh, which is still a major issue of how they treat somebody with a mild traumatic brain injury. Uh, and unfortunately, they, they do not take notice of the world's leading experts. 
For instance, um, uh, just reading today the, the Oxford Manual Michael McCrea's book on uh, uh, mild traumatic brain injury and post-concussion syndrome, uh, and my lady and others state clearly that you know uh, prescription drugs or allopathic drugs, as uh, allopathy knows them, should not be used beyond the very shortest of terms for post-concussion syndrome or mild traumatic brain injury. Otherwise, they will uh, recede progress and the repair of neurons and networks and axonal pathways in the brain. So just to repeat that, prescription drugs should not be used beyond one to two to three months at all. Other means of rehabilitation should be used. Uh, and so this is where nature comes in and therapy comes in and other things as well. Now, as you will see, if you go to our Facebook group, you will see uh, the group description. Now, we don't claim to offer support, you know, because support in the nature of support is actually uh, a very detailed and very um, time-consuming effort. And we do not have the finances to do that. So we say we are not a support group, um, but we also list kind of the different symptoms and the things, you know, that uh, you will find with post-concussion syndrome. Uh, but in terms of the uh, mild traumatic brain injury and post-concussion syndrome, this is where uh, the American confusion comes in because they term post-concussion syndrome, prolonged post-concussion syndrome, persistent post-concussion syndrome, uh, traumatic brain injury and severe traumatic brain injury all as one thing as a traumatic brain injury and therefore you lose the context completely um, because as you will see if you study if you read any detailed books on uh, mild traumatic brain injury during a mild traumatic brain injury the neurons are only kind of stretched and distended uh, through a, a mild brain injury, a mild concussion, or what is called a mild concussion. Whereas the more serious traumatic and severely traumatic brain injury, that's when cell death actually occurs. In And so, not just from the Glasgow Coma Scale, but, but in other senses, those two more severe uh, categories of brain injury are very, very different. And in fact, they're treated very differently everywhere. And in, in truth... They are not post-concussion syndrome. They are not mild traumatic brain injury. But because of this Clinton confusion, this Bill Clinton confusion, um, the whole of North America s believes that, well, they are uh, the same as post-concussion post syndrome from mild traumatic brain injury. So you can see the dilemmas that we face in terms of, uh, well, we can't turn people away from the groups. We can't kind of say to people, well, you know, you're not welcome here because, you know, if you, you can't determine because you don't know the difference um, uh, between, you know, category one, two and three, mild, traumatic and severe. You can't do that because we want to have a place where everybody's welcome, everybody feels included, everybody feels able to express themselves. Um, but still, um, we do get some ding-dong sometimes, and then you have to kind of like say, well, um, have you read our group mission statement? Have you, have you, you know, do you know the difference? And that's when you can kind of break down barriers. That's when you can talk to people about, 
what they've been through. Uh, and after that, everybody's pretty much okay. But in the early days, it, it could be, you know, quite, quite tricky, uh, to say the least. Uh, so that's it. That's a, that's a kind of the brief synopsis. Uh, I think now there's probably about five and a half, probably in, in the extended groups of about five, six, seven groups and pages. There's probably about 6,000 people altogether. And then we have a wonderful... Um, friends in Denmark and Holland and New Zealand and Canada and everywhere else, uh, mainly English-speaking countries who, uh, and America, who've, uh, and, and everybody else that's followed on Facebook, everybody that's followed suit since 2009. And, you know, there's, there's some very talented, some very wonderful people out there. Truly, truly amazing. And um, I see what they've done in their own countries, uh, such as in Denmark. They've got on TV and national press and media. Um, and they, you know, they're very, very talented, very, very highly skilled people. And I think, well, you know, fantastic. You know, they've contributed so much to the cause, so much to like the network uh, for awareness. And in Holland as well, I just think, well, you know, uh, you've, you've surpassed anything I've done. Uh, and so... It's uh, it's truly a wonderful thing. Um, so yeah, for future episodes, um, um, there will be yeah yeah there will be some video uh, casts or pod, video podcasts or whatever you want to call them um, in all different areas, and uh, I'm not going to focus on um, the traditional areas or the the traditional problems where. Or, or should I say the um, problematic traditional problems where people are just discussing what drugs to take or, you know, like, uh, what, what you know, because I know there's a, a massive culture for allopathic drug medicine in America because of the insurance system, uh, because of private health care, that people feel that, that they are entitled, that they want to have, uh, you know, the, the insurance to pay for these drugs and things. Uh, but a lot, on the other hand, a lot of these insurance companies and a lot of the schemes will not pay for natural treatments or holistic treatments or for uh, natural medicines, which are kind of still classed by the FDA and, and over here by the MHRA as food supplements. And so there's this kind of deficit, there's this, this uh, big gap between one and the other. So that's going to be opened up in, in, in future podcasts as well. And uh, I'm also then going to invite other people to uh, share their experiences. So either through interviews or through, uh, you know, uh, sharing their own uh, uh, experience in, in within a podcast. Um, and anything else that you suggest as well, uh, because we're, you know, very, very open, uh, very, very uh, happy um, to get all of your input. So uh, if you get your thinking caps on now and have a really good think, then uh, please let me know. Uh, obviously, message me directly on Facebook through the group. Uh, that's David Bottomley uh, on Facebook. You, you see my picture. Um, but you, you'll find me in the admin list as well or, or just go uh, message through the site. Um, and I'd be more than happy to hear from as many people as possible um, because to get messages, you know, for the last 10 years, about daily messages, emails, tweets, texts, all kinds of stuff, uh, phone calls, video calls, and um, it's just become a part of my life now. Um, I've 
pretty much moved on, even uh, following between 2006 and even this year. I, I think I've had a, a total of uh, like eight concussions. But the, the thing, the turning point was for me was around 2011 was where I learned to heal them. I actually learned to heal the effects of a concussion within the first hours and days of it to ensure that it never turned into anything worse. And people go, whoa, how did, how did you do that? That's not possible. And I say, well, actually, it really is. It's um, a combination of different means. My own personal path um, for most of my life, and, and particularly the last 25 years, has been working with healing. Um, not just um, types of like photonic, biphotonic healing, such as Reiki healing, uh, sound healing, but functional medicine, anything from like uh, uh, oleo resins and oils and, and aromatherapy. Uh, I've had Bowen technique therapy, acupuncture, different things. Um, but in terms of my own healing as well, is sound. Sound's a major part, and that's going to be a massive part for the future. We'll uh, talk about that. I'll dis- discuss that in future podcasts uh, because I want to give you as much information as possible. And uh, as I'll always say, don't just believe me on on you know, the basis of what I say. Go go and check it out and, and look at it for yourself. But I can only tell you how, how I recovered and how I um, got my uh, marbles back, as I say, and, and, and you know started, got my life back bit by bit. Um, and then the rest is up to you. Um, I think the journey is always there to teach us and to show us. Um, if I look back now, and I did even in years before, uh, that the injuries that I had, even the first one or two, um, they were actually, for me now, I, I see them as blessings in disguise. And that may seem hard to accept to people that have recently been injured, but yeah, um, if I hadn't have had that, if that hadn't happened to me, I would be living a very different life today and possibly one where we're still very ignorant of all these issues and unaware uh, and unable to express uh, and to find my own healing journey. So uh, I think there's a lot to be said uh, after you've been through the grieving process uh, after a head injury and post-concussion syndrome, there's a lot to be said for moving on at your own speed, at your own tempo. Just as your brain heals itself through neuroplasticity and there's neurons that, that get kind of like uh, crushed and, and squashed out of place, uh, start to kind of reform, you you find your own way uh, back. But unfortunately, some people are very hampered and hindered by uh, the things that, that happen to them or the things that they do following a, a, a concussion, a malatomatic brain injury, and they don't get to recover anywhere near as quickly. And, and it's sad to say that society gives them the, all the wrong things. It just hands them all the wrong stuff. And if you don't question it, you will, you know, you will, you, your recovery will, will be delayed or it will be put on ice, basically, or it will even stagnate. So there's a lot to be said for being proactive. I know it can be the hardest thing to do when you're struggling when your uh, livelihood is getting away from you or you feel people around you don't understand you or you feel that you're just totally lost. Um, And we've all been there. We've been through the dark nights of the soul. So there will be uh, future podcasts uh, that are about how to survive in 
well, literally, not the dark arts, but how, how to survive with the light arts, the light arts of healing and different things and what to do and, and what to look at and many, many different options, uh, things that aren't mainstream. But I guess that's where the journey has brought us to. So uh, for now, uh, thank you for listening. I know I know it's hard to pay attention for, for long amounts of time after a after, uh, uh, a concussion or post-concussion syndrome so yeah i uh, just want to say that if you do get a chance yeah um on twitter it's uh, at post-concussion um on facebook we have post-concussion syndrome awareness worldwide and then if you look for the wordpress site which is uh, i think it, it's something like uh, www.postconcussionsyndromeawareness at uh, wordpress.com um, which hasn't been updated for a while, but it will be getting updated later. But there's still a lot of good information there that you can check out. And there's lists from the groups and, and things we can recommend, therapies, uh, supplements, all kinds of stuff. So it's still worth checking out to see what the historical basis of, of what we're doing is. Uh, and we'll go from there. So I hope you're going to uh, continue to kind of follow me in this journey because this is new to me as well. And I'm not used to, if you ask anybody in the groups and you ask Gina and the other bit, that means I'm not used to sticking my head above the parapet. So um, please bear with me. And uh, yeah, you will see me on video eventually. And um, I hope that we, you know, we all get to interact as well. Um, so thank you. And I will see you soon. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcast that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcast are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So... As society and the woke community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own um, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out anymore, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't Please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough 
will realize that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 of them now at least. And, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just, just really, really enjoy what we're doing. And so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.